Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Hey, this morning we're going to be in a new series here for the next number of weeks called Ready, Set, Go. Let's just make sure you're responsive. You guys are kind of a little... I gotta go wake you up. Ready, set, go. Okay, now you're a little more like awake. Well, make sure you're awake this morning as we get ready to start this series. We're gonna explore how our God calls us and sends us all out to be witnesses of the things He's done in our lives, of His love that He's poured out into our lives through His Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. I'm do that this morning. I'll just see if, if your brains are working. And maybe not working, but are they awake? How many of you had at least one cup of coffee this morning? Two? Three? There's still four? Okay, there's, I'm still going five. Okay, four was the tops. I've only had one, that's all I need. But I'll have more. All right, so let's look at, uh, next is a photo. See, I want to see if you recognize this guy. Do you recognize this guy? Iron Man, yes, right. <laughs> this is Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. And if you're young enough, that's probably all that you would recognize him as Iron Man. You might know him as Sherlock Holmes, or you might remember days ago, years ago, years ago, when he was like, you know, part of like 21 Jump Street. So you're like, what? This just means you're too young. Or maybe you're too old and you didn't watch. I don't know. All right, other, right, you're right. Robert Daniel Jr. All right, here's another face for you. Will Smith, yeah. You know Will Smith? You know Will Smith as an actor? Again, generationally speaking, you may have known him first as a rap artist. Nightmare My Street. That's what I remember him from. And, of course, the Prince of Bel-Air. All right, let's do another one. Next. Serena Williams, yeah. What does she do? She plays tennis. I, I cannot play tennis. You know, but yeah, get a world-renowned face. You know, she plays tennis. She's an exceptional, gifted tennis player. All right, here's another one for you. The church hat people. <laughs> Does anybody know who they, who they are? I was hoping you could tell me because I have no idea who they are. They're just people. I said, you know, find some pictures of people. And they came up and I said, oh, they look good. Let's just put them up there. We have no idea who they are. They're just two people. Well, this morning as we begin this series, Ready, Set, Go, you know, we're going to explore these words that we heard just a few minutes earlier from Luke's gospel. Luke chapter 10. Let's read this together. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. Now, who are these 72 people? They, 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 they weren't, yeah, they were disciples. That's all. We don't know. They, they weren't celebrities. It wasn't Robert Downey Jr. He didn't have any world-renowned, you know, tennis player. We, we really don't know anything about them except for they were part of a larger group of disciples. I mean, when we think of disciples, we often think of the 12, and Jesus did send them out. This is, you know, Luke chapter 9. He sends out the 12 that we call the apostles. 
But he also has this gathering, this larger gathering of people that he sends out to prepare for his upcoming visits to these communities. They are going out because why? They have witnessed you know, who Jesus is. They have witnessed the things that he has done. I mean, this is a crowd that followed him, and, and they would hear him teach these amazing things about God and his love. They would have been the ones who would have heard Jesus you know, teach about through the parables and how God shows his love not to those you know, who you know, had proven that they're worthy of love, because none of us can do that, but rather... When Jesus taught about God's love, he taught to those who often felt like they were unworthy of his love. They saw Jesus in many ways, you know, speak words of forgiveness to those that society, that their culture would have said, are not forgivable. They would have seen Jesus heal people who were sick and and, and lame and maybe even raise someone from the dead, feeding thousands of people. They had seen these things. They had heard these amazing things. And now Jesus is sending them out in pairs. Why pairs? Well, because in this culture, in this time, you know, you go out in pairs because as witnesses, you know, you had somebody back up your story. Be kind of like saying, I caught a fish this big. And, you know, if there's no one to back up my story, would you believe me? Probably not. The the biggest fish I caught was about that big. But now if I said, I caught a fish this big, and Chuck said, oh, yeah, it was that big. I saw it. We ate it. It was good. You know, would it be more believable? Yeah, it would be. Seeing as believing and eating is even better. And so they sent them out to bite two because then they could, you know, Verify, they could collaborate the story. Yeah, oh, you should see the amazing things this Jesus did, the things you've been hearing about, even greater things than that. And this person could say, Oh, yeah, you should have seen the time that he took this guy's hand that was all shriveled and he touched it and his hand was healed. Or oh, this other guy, this other guy that was lying there, he'd been, he'd been on a mat for years, begging, just, just in poverty. And Jesus you know, said, Get up your mat, take it, go home, you're healed. So Jesus sends them out. 72 he sends out. Some translations say 70. Most say 72. Why 72? Well, we don't know exactly why, but most biblical scholars believe that the reason it's 72 goes back to Genesis. And that Jesus is very intentional about setting out 72. Because in Genesis 10, there are 72 nations in the world. And so what Jesus is saying is that this good news of God's kingdom... When we talk about God's kingdom, that's God's love. That's his forgiveness. That's, that's Jesus ushering in the power of God's love against the forces of darkness. Of God's presence and peace in the lives of people. Their lives way back then, our lives today. And he sends out the 72 to say, look, you know, way back there when Moses you know, spoke to those words, wrote those words down about 72 nations, This good news is not just for this Jewish Hebrew nation. It is for all nations, all people. It hearkens to the words that another gospel writer, John, wrote. You know, captured the words of Jesus when Jesus said in John 3, 16, and many of you may know these words, God so loved who? The world. But he sent his one and only son. 
So Jesus sends out the 72 to be witnesses. We, again, we, we don't know anything about them. Luke, Luke, you know, was a medical doctor. And as a medical doctor, he was kind of like, you know, a, an investigator. You know, you think about like, I don't know how many of you like to watch news investigation stories. You know, he was doing some research. He was, you know, interviewing people and collecting stories and, and hearing people who'd collaborate someone else's stories about Jesus and who he was and writing all of this down. And he doesn't give us any details about these 72 people. We know this. They were part of the larger crowd of disciples. They had witnessed what Jesus had done. We know this, that they went out in pairs. And they had some amazing experiences. But we don't know their age or their gender or their ethnicity or their social economic standing. We don't know whether they were, you know, all close friends or maybe they were married or, or anything. We just know that he sends them out. I think one of the reasons is the Spirit led Luke through this investigative story and to collect all of this information is that it helps us to see ourselves as those that Jesus sends out into our community and into our world. That Jesus sends us out to be witnesses of what we've experienced. As we've experienced his love, his grace, his peace, his presence, his healing in our relationships with him and with others in our own lives. So the stories that we share of Jesus are stories from our very own lives, our very own experience. And as Jesus sends us out, you know, he sends us out just like he sent them out. You know, they, they, they went out to further that redemptive work to tell of the redeeming work that Jesus was doing. And ultimately, that redeeming work is what he did for us at the cross by giving his life for us. So Jesus sends all of us out to be witnesses. Because each and every one of us, each and every one of you is a witness to what God has done in your life. Each and every one of you is a witness and has experienced God's grace and love in your life. And he sends us out into the mission field. Now, when he sends us out in the mission field, that doesn't mean we have to pack our bags, you know, and, and join like the Poland trip. You can. It's a lot of fun. Or that we have to pack our bags and, and, and plant our feet down even longer in somewhere like the Czech Republic, like Chelsea did. Did, is doing, is doing. It's not did, she's still doing it. You know, where she's at right now, there on the Czech and Polish border, serving all of Eurasia. What it does mean is we go out and to live our lives as we interact with the people that are part of our, you know, circles of friends and co-workers and, and people that we sit and watch games with, that we have the opportunity to be a witness to that love. To be a witness that God's grace in our lives. And see, here's the truth. As we look at these words of Jesus and, and as Luke records those words and the experience of that 72, is that we've, sorry, we have been sent by Jesus to further his redemptive work in the world. We've been sent by Jesus. Did you know you were sent by Jesus? John says yes. Yes, John. Star for John. 
Yes, we've been sent. You've been sent. Now, does that mean you have to have everything perfectly organized in your life? No. Does it mean you have to be perfectly obeying Jesus 100% every moment of your life? No, but you can't. I can't. Does that mean that you've experienced God's grace and love in your life? Yes. I mean, sometimes we're kind of just plodding along in our faith life. Sometimes in some moments we can really go back and say, there, here is an opportunity. Here's a time when I really felt the power of prayer when I really experienced, you know, what it was like to be part of a, a group of people who shared Jesus' love with me. What it was like to be, you know, really fully understanding that I am truly forgiven for that sin I committed. Maybe it's a sin I committed again and again and again. Do you know that God loves me no matter what I've done and where I've been? Our Savior sends us out to further his redemptive work in the world because his work is not done. Yes, it began long ago, really, with the promise that God made. And at the cross, when the Savior bled and died for us, in the tomb that is empty, a risen, living Savior. And the Holy Spirit that empowered people long ago, that empowers us today to go out and live as a witness to the love of God in our lives to his redeeming work in our own lives and our world. And we do that through our words and through our actions. And whether we pack our bags and say, you know what, I'm going to join Chelsea and I'm going to go serve as a missionary for the next three years, five years, ten years. Exciting. If you want to do that, let me know. You know, or you say, I'm going to go to Poland, you know, do something like that. Or I'm going to serve somewhere locally, you know, work with, you know, Lutheran Family Services or Matt Talbot Kitchen, you know. Or I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to pray for that person that I know and that my life, even though it's not perfect, can be a witness to God's love and grace in my life. You know, here at Holy Savior, we talk about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. And one of the ways that we grow in Jesus is growing in our understanding that we really are witnesses. And that while we may not be like, you know, the 12, think more like the 12, like Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith, you know, you know they carry some name. But the 72 who have no names, no, you know, identity of who they are, that's like us. We may not carry a lot of weight with our name as we go out and we talk about and we share the love of Jesus. But we have the experience of Jesus in our own lives as we go out from here today. So we should do that, you know, and, and we think about growing in Jesus and then sharing that love. Here's a, a challenge or, you know, a thought for us to kind of work into our lives. Not only this week, but really as you kind of move into the whole summertime as you travel around. And that's this here. Keep your eyes wide open for how Jesus is already working in the people you meet in your everyday life. Let's unpack that just a little bit. Keep your eyes wide open. Okay, so part of what you want to do is like, all right, Jesus, help me see the people around me, whoever they are. Help me see them as someone that you love, even if I don't like them a whole lot. Help me see them as someone that you died on the cross for. Help me to have my eyes wide open, Lord, to maybe the people that you are calling me to be a witness to. 
of your grace and your love. Knowing that Jesus is already working in their lives, that you often are not the only person that Jesus is having interact with them. And that they are, most often, people we meet in our everyday lives. People that we maybe know really well. People we've worked alongside. Uh, we watch games, you know, as we watch our kids play sports. And they're sitting next to us. They're another parent. Or they're someone that's a classmate, you know, someone that's a neighborhood, in the neighborhood, a neighbor that we have. Our everyday lives. Because ultimately, you know, we say this. And we haven't said this for a while, so we'll see if you remember this. The mission field is where? Awesome. You remember the mission field is where? It's right under your feet. And so Jesus sends you and I, he sends us out into the mission field right under our feet. So this is our prayer for us this week and as we continue this series, that we would keep our eyes wide open to those that Jesus is already working in their lives and the people that we will meet this week. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us to have our eyes wide open. Lord, much like the 72 that went out, Lord, we don't know anything about them, except for they, like us, have experienced, have witnessed your love, your grace in their lives, as we've experienced your love and grace in our own lives. Lord, help us to have eyes wide open to those lives that you're already working, and those peoples who you're already wanting and longing for them to know your love and grace. And Lord, the people that we meet in our everyday lives, that Lord, we can be one of many who become a witness to that love and grace. That they too, Lord, may experience your love and your grace that can change everything. We pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.